Hello and welcome to the Worcester Observer podcast. I'm your host, Rob George, and I'm going to start this very different podcast this week with a plea. Uh, We all know that the coronavirus now is here, it's spreading, and it is one of the worst pandemics the world has ever seen. Um, I come to you to plead for two things. Number one, we live in one of the most developed countries in the world. Our economy is built to sustain any shock. Our supply chain is built to sustain most shocks. Our supermarkets, our food producers understand when demand is high. But that is in no way any excuse for the level of panic buying that we are seeing across Worcester, across Worcestershire, across the West Midlands, across the UK and beyond. There is plenty of food and supplies for everyone. Please think of others during this time. Please think of people less fortunate than yourselves, the elderly population, new mothers, anyone in a vulnerable category. There is food to go around and there is plenty of supplies there. Please do not pile the supermarkets under any further pressure than they already are. Just think calmly and rationally because we will get through this. We will get to the end. And look back on this in a few months' time, hopefully, as one of the toughest periods this country has ever sustained. With that in mind as well, please listen, not to the celebrities, not to Piers Morgan, not to anyone that says they know the answer to tackling this virus, because they don't. Uh, As we've seen this week with the debate over the herd immunity and whether that works or isolationism, or lockdown as being practised in Denmark, in Italy, in France. Scientists are divided on this. So if the scientists across the world are divided on this, mere mortals like you and I haven't got a clue how to tackle this. Believe me, that is the case. It is a frightening time, and it is okay to be frightened, and I want to speak briefly on mental health as well. It's okay to be frightened... It is a scary time that we're facing. We, certainly my generation, has never faced anything on this level before. Um, Outside of war and terrorism, this is probably the most frightening experience that I'm going through, and I'm sure many of you are as well, uh, in my 38 years walking on this planet. And I'm sure it's the same, as I said, for many of you. It's okay to be frightened. Do things, though, to take your mind off it. If social media and the so-called experts on there are driving you down and lowering your confidence and your mental health, then it's okay to walk away from social media. It will be there when this crisis is over. It will be there when... We have tackled it and gone on top of this. It will be there forever because there is a future. This is not going to be the be-all and end-all. But surround yourselves with love, with family. We're looking after and looking out for the people that matter the most. And please don't be taken in by people that claim they know the answers. The only people who know are the people that have the words doctor in front of them. And if anyone in the medical community says do this, 
then we all have a duty to follow it because the more we follow it, the better we can tackle this stunningly dramatic virus which is dominating the news agenda, uh, both nationally, internationally and, of course, here in Worcester. We would not be putting out a newspaper without covering COVID-19 because it is here, it is affecting us. And with that in mind, I, I have to confess that, again... I am flying solo here at at HQ to, today because, as you know, Claire was um, away on a very exciting interview in Switzerland with uh, war veterans last week. Sadly, though, two of the gentlemen that she came into contact with have now been diagnosed with the virus, and as a precaution, and only as a precaution... She has no symptoms, she feels fine, but as a precaution, she is self-isolating at home, so she's not here with me. We're going to hear from her shortly, uh, but just to say, you're just going to have a shortened podcast with me again, flying solar, and I will. Um, hopefully that explains why. But before we go on to taking you through some of the news stories that you'll see in WorcesterObserver.co.uk, sorry, on WorcesterObserver.co.uk even, and in the paper also, I'm going to hand you over to Claire because Claire is going to join join us on the podcast from home where she's going to take you through life in self-isolation. Claire? Thanks, Rob. Hello, my name is Claire Bullivant and yes, I am at home self-isolating as I recently got back from Switzerland on a work trip interviewing some wounded veterans, a couple of which were put into isolation with coronavirus symptoms. I'm absolutely fine, I feel absolutely fine and it's just a precaution but I have been advised by the medical team to self-isolate just in case. I am lucky I can work from home writing and doing podcasts etc And I know not everyone can do this. So if you are still at work, there are still things you can do to protect yourselves and others with social distancing, etc. Things like being sensible with all the usual hand washing, not using other people's office phones and computers, and just being aware of the ways the virus is spreading and how you can protect yourself. Here at this newspaper, we've been looking into the latest news and advice. We also get sent lots of information, of which let's go through some of the main facts on this podcast for you. Let's start with some of the key facts. This virus, COVID-19, has now spread to at least 160 countries and claimed more than 8,200 lives. This was according to the World Health Organization last night. But when should you stay at home like me? When should maybe your whole family self-isolate? When should you just social distance? Let's clear up some of these important issues. The main messages are if you live alone and you have symptoms of coronavirus illness, COVID-19, however mild they are, stay at home for seven days from when the symptoms first started. If you've been symptomatic, then you may end your self-isolation after seven days. The seven-day period always starts from the day when you first became ill. That's important to remember. If you do live with others and you are the first in your household to have symptoms of coronavirus, then you must stay home for those seven days. But all other household members 
who remain well, they might feel absolutely fine. They actually must stay at home and not leave the house for 14 days. This 14-day period starts from the day that the very first person in the house became ill. So it doesn't sound fair, does it, on them, but this is the way it works. So It takes a while for the virus to take hold. It can lie dormant in the body. So that's why any household members, they might catch it from you on your day six or day five or even day seven. So that's why they need to stay in isolation for another seven days. And should a household member develop the coronavirus symptoms late in the 14-day household isolation period, as it says, for example, on day 13 or day 14, the isolation period does not need to be extended, but the person with the new symptoms has to stay home for another seven days. So I hope that makes sense. There's been a lot of confusion out there about that, but um, it's quite clear when you understand the reasoning behind it. Each person needs their own seven-day isolation period from the day they have symptoms, no matter how mild. It is likely that people living within a household will infect each other, apparently, or be infected already. So staying at home for 14 days will greatly reduce the overall amount of infection the household could pass on to others in the outside world. Now, the health authorities do suggest, if you can, to move any vulnerable individuals, such as elderly and those with underlying health conditions, out of your home to stay with friends or family for the duration of home, the home isolation period. If you can't move vulnerable people out of your home, try and stay away from them as much as possible. So this is what self-isolation means during this time. You don't go to work or into public areas and you don't use public transport or taxis, etc. If possible, you should not even go out to buy food or other essentials. The only time to go out is to possibly exercise and in that case, at a very safe distance from others. And if you do require help with buying groceries and food and other shopping or picking up medication, prescriptions, etc., or even walking your dog, you are going to have to rely on friends and relatives. So it's a great idea to swap numbers now and set up a WhatsApp group or get people's emails um, because we all are really going to have to rely on each other. Um, Alternatively, you can order medication by phone or online, of course, and you can also order your shopping online. So make sure you always do tell delivery drivers, though, to leave the items outside for collection if you do order online delivery drivers should not come into your home they've all been trained by now they all know the drill so um yeah just make sure that they know you're self-isolating and if you do have a vulnerable person living with you um they can't stay anywhere else during the 14-day family or roommate isolation in your household you i mentioned before minimize as much as possible the time you spend with them so there are certain things you can do um I mean, you might have to share things such as kitchens and bathrooms and sitting areas, but just keep those areas well ventilated and all 
always aim to keep two meters, which is at least three or four steps away from the vulnerable person you live with and encourage them to sleep in a different bed where possible. And if they can, try and get them to use a separate bathroom from the rest of the household. Make sure they also use separate towels from other people for drying themselves and also for bathing and showering and hand hygiene purposes, etc. If they clean their hands and dry them on one towel, try not to use that towel. If you do share a toilet and bathroom with a vulnerable person, it's very important too that you clean them every time you use them. For example, wiping services you have come into contact with. And another tip is to consider drawing up a rotor maybe for bathing with the vulnerable person using the facilities first. If you do share a kitchen with a vulnerable person, avoid using it while they are present. If they can, they should take their meals back to their room possibly to eat and if you have one use a dishwasher to clean and dry the families use crockery and cutlery if that's not possible wash them using your usual washing up liquid and warm water but make sure you dry them thoroughly and if the vulnerable person is using their own utensils remember to use a separate detail for drying these it's going to be very difficult for some people to separate themselves from others at home but you should do your very best to follow this guidance as laid out by the government. It's really important. On top of all this, of course, everyone in the household should regularly wash their hands, avoid touching their face, and clean frequently touched surfaces such as door handles, the remote control, tabletops. It really will help stop spreading the virus. We have been asked a lot of questions about cleaning and disposal of waste. Um, Health officials kindly sent us this information to pass on. So when cleaning, you should use your usual household products like detergents and bleach, as these are really effective at getting rid of the virus on surfaces. As I said before, do remember to clean frequently touched surfaces such as the door handles, handrails, your remote control and tabletops. This is particularly important if you have older or venerable people in your house. Personal waste such as tissues, if you've been blowing your nose, etc. and disposable cleaning cloths can be stored securely within disposable rubbish bags. So just get a bag, put them into the bag and tie it securely and keep it separately if you can from other waste. This should be put outside for at least 72 hours before being put into your usual external household waste bin. And other household waste can be disposed of as normal. As far as laundry goes, to minimise the possibility of dispersing the virus through the air, don't shake out your dirty laundry, but you can wash items as appropriate in accordance with the manufacturer's instructions, etc. And all dirty laundry can be washed in the same load. If you don't have a washing machine in your home, they do say to wait a further 72 hours after your seven-day for individual isolation or 14-day isolation period for the whole household. So wait 72 hours after that has ended when you can take it to the laundry to a public laundrette. Um, So that's a bit of a pain, but it will help curb the spread of the virus. Also, it goes without saying that during the isolation, don't have visitors into your home. If you or a family member receive essential care in your home, then carers, of course, should be able to visit. Carers will be provided with face masks and gloves to reduce the risk of passing on the infection, etc. But they will have been trained in this. 
everyone else, please don't have visitors in your home. If you have deliveries even, get them to drop it outside. This is really important to mention. We've also been getting a lot of questions and chat on social media about pets. If you do have a pet in the household, at present there is no evidence at all that pets such as dogs and cats can be infected with coronavirus. So I'm still taking my dog out and running him around the garden. If you don't have a garden, it might be worth asking your friend or neighbour to help out or you can still go out if you need to to take the dog for a walk. Just make sure you stay a considerable distance away from other people people and try not to touch anything. Alongside all the genuine medical advice, there have been many false messages out there that have been spreading, distorting all the facts on social media. So do be careful with what you follow and what you share with others. Obviously, there's still some uncertainty as this is a very new virus. I've seen things about not taking ibuprofen online, holding your breath to diagnose whether you have it, etc. Let's try and clear up some of these facts from fiction. According to medical professionals, we have spoken to the NHS and ibuprofen is not recommended for managing coronavirus symptoms. However, those already taking it for other conditions should not stop without consulting your doctor. But both paracetamol and ibuprofen, obviously they can bring down your temperature and help with flu-like symptoms, but apparently ibuprofen and other non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs they're not suitable for everyone and can cause side effects, especially for people with asthma or heart and circulatory problems. So do stick to paracetamol to treat the symptoms of coronavirus unless your doctor has told you paracetamol is not suitable for you. That's the advice from the NHS. So that's one message cleared up. The next is holding your breath for 20 seconds. The online messages say if you can do that and not cough at the end, you don't have the virus. Well, this is absolutely rubbish. Completely false information. Do do be careful of all these sort of things circling around on social media and make sure you only take advice from the proper news outlets or the NHS um, website, etc. Your friends and friends of friends on social media aren't the best place to get medical information from. We all know it. Um, so yeah, let's just stop spreading those false rumours. So let's get down to the important facts. How do you protect yourself? We've all heard it a thousand times now, but really it's true. The best thing is regular and thorough hand washing, preferably with soap and water and for over 20 seconds. It felt like a long time at first, didn't it? Washing your hands for 20 seconds. But if you're like me, I'm actually getting used to it now and I literally will wash my hands after everything I do. And it feels good to wash that virus, whether you may actually have it or not, down the drain. The virus itself spreads when an infected person coughs, small droplets packed with the virus into the air. And these can be obviously breathed in or cause an infection. If you touch a surface that they have landed on, then you touch your eyes, nose or mouth. So it makes sense. If you keep washing that virus off your hands and sending it down the plug hole before you touch your face, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, you really are helping yourself not contract the virus. Also, obviously, coughing and sneezing into tissues and avoiding close contact with infected people are important for limiting the spread as well. Now, let's get on to social distancing. Most children are now going to be off school from Friday onwards. And even if your family isn't in self-isolation, it's very important to remember this isn't like a snow day or even a snow week or month for them. 
everybody does at this time need to practice social distancing. That's that's what the experts are telling us. That's what the government is telling us. According to the experts, this means no playdates, no parties, no sleepovers. Don't invite your friends and family rounds for get-togethers. And it doesn't mean having your elderly relatives caring for your children. We spoke to a doctor at the Warwick Hospital who said this all sounds very extreme because it really is. The government is trying to create distance between family units and between individuals. It may be very hard as children, of course, want to play with their friends. But even if you choose only one friend to have over... You're creating new links and possibilities for the type of transmission that all of our school, work, public event closures are trying to prevent. So remember, the symptoms of coronavirus can take some time to manifest themselves. Someone who comes over looking well can easily transmit the virus to your whole family. So it doesn't mean you and your family have to stay locked inside your house 24-7 either. If you're social distancing, you can still exercise get out and take a walk, go for a run, play in the garden. But when your kids, you or your kids go outside, do your best to maintain at least six feet, they say, between you and non-family members. Also try not to use public facilities and don't let your children use playground swings and slides, etc. As coronavirus can live on plastic and metal for two to three days and these structures aren't getting regularly clean. So just best to stay away from them. Again, this all sounds very harsh, but it is the advice being sent down by the experts and will help stop the spread. If you're social distancing and do need to go to the shops for supplies, just remember to wash your hands thoroughly before and after your trip and maintain distance from others while you're shopping. Also, we keep hearing it, but please remember that hoarding supplies negatively impacts others. So just buy what you need and leave some for everyone else. The government has assured us we will not run out of food. We also have lots of local restaurants who are more than happy to deliver to you and even bring your food out to the car park if you want to pick it up. Please do continue to support our our local small businesses if you can during this time. Now let's go through what the coronavirus symptoms actually are. Now this is where it can get a little hazy. We've all heard of many people now such as Idris Elba the other day saying he's tested positive for the virus but has absolutely no symptoms. So according to the World Health Organization this can happen but for most people the symptoms start with a fever followed by a dry cough which can lead to breathing problems. A dry cough is a cough with nothing coming up, none of that phlegmy, yucky stuff you might have with a cold. And according to scientists, it can take five days on average to start showing symptoms. But some people obviously will get symptoms much later than this. So the World Health Organization actually states the incubation period can last up to 14 days. So without testing everyone in the entire country, which obviously is unrealistic at the moment, the best we can do at the moment is to self-isolate at the first sign of a cough or fever or if you think you've been in close contact with an infective person which is what I'm doing. It's not easy but it really could save lives and will really help flatten that growth curve that Boris Johnson keeps talking about on the telly if you've been watching his daily updates. Obviously early symptoms can easily be confused with other winter bugs including colds and the flu which are very prevalent at this time of year. So just remember if you do have a cough or fever or you think you may have been in contact with someone who does 
It might not even be the coronavirus at all, but it's best to act on the side of caution. So just to reiterate, the exact advice from Public Health England says that if you have mild symptoms, such as a new continuous cough, dry cough, or a high temperature above 37.8 degrees, which is 104 in Fahrenheit, you should self-isolate at home for at least seven days for you. If you live with other people, that is 14 days for the whole family. Now, this is important. You do not need to ring the NHS 111 unless you are worried. Also, do not go to your GP or A&E. This is the same advice if you have come into contact with anyone who has been infected or have travelled back to the UK from affected areas. Now, of course, if you feel you cannot cope with your symptoms at home or your condition gets worse or your symptoms don't get better after self-isolating, then the advice is obviously to use the 111 coronavirus service. And remember, at this time, Even if you're not in isolation, we all need to practice social distancing. Everyone needs to do what they can to stop this virus spreading. Remember, for a lot of people, the virus could be relatively mild, but for many, it really could be a death sentence. So let's leave our wonderful services and the NHS for the people who really need it. We have been told that the NHS will contact people from Monday the 23rd of March if they are at particular high risk of getting seriously ill with coronavirus, and they will be given specific advice about what to do. I'm sure more information will come in later regarding this. Remember, whether you're at home self-isolating or at work, stay in touch with your friends and family and elderly neighbours and relatives on the phone and online. There are so many elderly and vulnerable people who it would mean the world to having a quick phone call, checking up on them, seeing if they need anything, just being there. It really could be the difference between life and death for some people. We're already having having many wonderful stories of groups coming together online, putting isolation packages together and support systems to help those who may be vulnerable. We really do have a wonderful community here in our town. We will get over this and we'd like to thank everyone for doing their part. And if you're like me, self-isolating, you're not alone. It won't last forever and it's the least we can do. Let's keep each other company on Facebook and social media. We will keep you up to date with developments in the paper on our social media pages and also our website so do keep checking back often as we are often the first to report local developments stay safe everyone back to you in the studio thanks claire and i hope uh, you're back with us soon um and hopefully the the symptom no symptoms flare up and I, the same for every one of you out there as well keep an eye on your health hygiene great um a great uh Preventer is um, hygiene. You don't have to sing happy birthday whilst washing your hands. I mean, personally, do look on Twitter at some of what the celebrities are doing. I have found deeply in love with the legendary Gloria Gaynor singing I Will Survive to it. And that's what I'm doing when I'm washing my hands singing I Will Survive. It just jazzes it up um, a little bit and have a little bit of fun whilst you're washing your hands. Right, we're going to take you through some of the stories that you're going to see on worcesterobserver.co.uk and it is going to be dominated by COVID-19, by the coronavirus. And one of the unique stories that is already coming out is that a bold bid to offer support to businesses across the county affected by the coronavirus crisis has already attracted 400 members 
in just 24 hours of operation. This is Worcester-based company, The Christmas Decorators, have set up a Facebook group. It's Businesses Beat Corona. Go onto Facebook, search for Businesses Beat Corona. There you will find businesses from across Worcestershire, Herefordshire, Gloucestershire, sharing tips, HR guidance, things to do, things they found out, a great resource to businesses that are going to be affected by what is happening and what may be easier yet to come. It's a terrific idea by Paul and Ali Chester. And they've said all the information has already been shared. It includes HR support, legal advice, insurance guidance, because I cannot imagine running a business at the moment and the issues that we're facing. I know what we are doing here, that we are we may soon move to working from home. At the moment we're not um Doing that, I've come in to film, uh, to record this, and obviously to get the Worcester paper out to keep it online, to keep it um, online as busy as ever. And by the way, thank you for so much for all of you that are flooding our website with visitors. It means a heck of a lot uh, to me personally because one of my missions this year is to grow the Worcester website even more. So thank you so much for your support. That. Reminder again, though, for you, businesses beat Corona on Facebook. If you're a business across Worcester, Malvern, or if you're further afield and you listen to this, welcome. If you are listening to this, do find out businesses beat Corona on Facebook. Do join its private group if you're a business. Get the advice you need because it's all there. And if you can learn from your fellow businessman and woman, we can get through this together. Um, we are going to deal with some of the down, downsides of it, of course. Uh, this year's Best of Worcester Awards um, have been cancelled. They were due to be held on April the 2nd. They've now been pushed back to September the 14th. Um, so more coverage from us later on in the year, and we wish the organisers well. And Worcester City Council have cancelled all meetings up to and including next Tuesday, which is March the 24th, and they're going to review it constantly. The idea is that they want to ensure council staff uh, are minimising the risk and also continue in, they can continue to provide the services they offer, such as bin collection, parks maintenance, etc., etc. And also, um, View Cinema is just one of many. I know Cineworld also have gone as well, that have closed their doors uh, to re- minimise the risk of infection. Do visit NHS uk forward slash coronavirus for all the very latest uh, do also uh, um, hat tip to Sky Sports News and Sky News that have both got the public information films during their ad breaks, if you are exhibiting any of the symptoms get home, self isolate and take yourself out of public life because the more, the quicker you do it, the better you've got the chance of fighting it off and the less Infectious, you're going to be to other people. Those symptoms are a dry cough, a fever, uh, a dry cough, and a fever. If you have any of those, self-isolate for seven uh, for fourteen days. I do apologise, but do visit nhs.uk/coronavirus for all the very latest public health guidance. And please, as I said, please heed it because. Um, together, if we pay attention to the experts and pay attention to the doctors, then we've all got a great chance of getting through to the other side of this. Um, some tragic news on, to move on to now, and that a man who died 
after being found in cardiac arrest in the hallway of a property in Lowesmore, has been named by police. James Dean, aged 34, was discovered by members of the public at about 8am last Saturday on the 14th of March. His family have been informed and a post-mortem was taking place into his death as we recorded this podcast on Wednesday morning. Our thoughts and our sincerest condolences to James and to his family and to everyone who knew him. Just a couple more things before we finish, because as I said, we're going to be doing a, a shortened podcast this week because there are things to be getting on with. A trio charged with the attempted murder of police officers have been remanded in custody after appearing at Kidderminster, Kidderminster Magistrates Court. Kieran Irvine, Carl Riley, and Gerard Doherty, all from Leicestershire or Warwickshire, have been remanded in custody and they will appear again on April the 6th, do big, forgive me, I'm just checking that date uh, for you. They will appear on April the 6th. They were remanded in custody where they will appear at Worcester Crown Court. This relates, of course, to an um, incident in Blackpool where three men were uh, arrested uh, after a shot was fired at police and also caused damage. Uh, they also caused damage to railings after crushing the car after failing to stop when asked by the police so that is an ongoing thing and just want to bring this to um, the, the news section to an end with just a bright, uh, brighter moment the energetic staff at a Worcester estate agent are taking part in a 24 hour cyclothon to raise money for a local charity helping children with cancer and their loved ones the fundraising event starts 2pm next Friday March the 27th at Nicol and Cole's office on Barbon Road staff will take 30 minute turns to keep the pedals turning on the spin bike until 2 o'clock the following day this is all to raise money for the wonderful Grace Kelly Childhood Cancer Trust uh, which was set up in memory of city girl Grace Kelly who tragically died of cancer in 2014 and as we've spoken about regularly on the podcast the charity does wonders for children with cancer and their families so well done to Nicola and Colm, Matt Nicol and his team in the Worcester branch on Barbourne Road and if you can get um, offer them any support do visit their do please visit their website justgiving.com slash fundraising slash cyclothon2020 uh, do give them as much possible support as you can, especially in these very challenging times. Um, I just want to do a quick bit of sport in the sense that there is none and just give you a programming note that in the, uh, we will be reducing the sport content on the website because there will be very little to report on because now uh, Worcester Wolves, Worcester City, Worcester um, Warriors... And also the cricket looks to be impacted by the spread of the coronavirus. As we're recording this, I discovered this morning that the British Basketball League have now frozen their league as well. So at the moment, we have our city's football team, rugby team, basketball team, all, and actually the netball team, the Seven Stars, the franchise between the University of Worcester and the University of Gloucester. Uh, all their seasons have been suspended whilst this situation is brought under control. I think it's the right thing to do. Um, if we have a situation where players have any symptoms, then the integrity of the competition would be affected because the whole squad would have to isolate. And I believe you can't have a situation where one team can't play its games because the, all the players are in self-isolation. So 
We have a summer coming up. Let's hope for a warm weather and maybe the season may drag on into June and July. Maybe we can enjoy some summer sport to celebrate the end of this very worrying time for us as a city and as, of course, as a nation and a world. That is going to be about it from me. We are going to come back, hopefully, uh, with podcasts next week, but we will keep them under review as to whether um, the homeworking has to increase. But uh, from me, uh, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all your support. If you need to get in contact with us, we can publicise any event, anything you're doing to help the community. Do let, let us know, editor at worcesterobserver.co.uk or through our numerous social media pages. Please keep in touch with the NHS UK website with all the latest advice. And if please do not take any chances. Follow the advice, get the support you need, uh, rest up. I hope this podcast finds you well and I hope I'm just overly worrying for nothing. But do stay safe, do stay safe, stay healthy if you can and uh, we will hopefully talk again in a very short space of time. But until we next meet, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Keep well, keep smiling, look after yourselves and everyone around you. I've been your host, Rob George. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I think we're done here. Bye-bye.